Welcome to the Live, Move, Feel podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Aitken. I'm an exercise physiologist with close to 15 years experience and movement is my cup of tea. Now, we know that there's a strong link between movement, mindset and lifestyle. So I hope this podcast will leave you with a few takeaways that allows you to live your life to the fullest. So put your earbuds in, get moving, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Live, Move, Feel podcast. Now, I hope you have had a great start to your week and I do apologize because I know I normally have my episodes out and published and ready for you to listen to every Monday morning and it is currently uh, Wednesday morning as it stands and I'm just recording this now. So I've had um, quite a few things catch up with me over the last week. So unfortunately, this has had to take a little bit of a back burner um, or a back seat, I should say. But we're here now and we're getting it done. And this week I am really um, quite excited to be talking about supersets of all things. So I've had quite a few questions um, from my clients and also through um, things that I post on Instagram about what they are and how to actually implement supersets into a training program. So that is going to be the topic of today's episode. I'm going to be looking at exactly what a superset is how they can be used, um, where we might see them in a training program, and also why they can be a helpful training tool. So they are um, something that I definitely use in my training. It's also a tool that I include in several of my clients' uh, training programs as well, and that it will be for various reasons. Now, um, there are also clients in there, depending on their individual goals, where supersets may not be so relevant. So let me run through um, all of those particular points in this episode and hopefully I'll be able to help clarify exactly what they are um, when they can be used and also answer any of your questions along the way. So let's um, simply start by looking at um, exactly what a superset is and what I mean when I'm talking about supersetting exercises. So supersets are simply pairings of exercises within a training program. So a superset would involve um, doing two or more sets of usually two exercises back to back with no break. So a very quick example here, and I will elaborate as I go further into this episode, but a very quick example might be doing a set of bicep curls Um, finishing that set of let's say 10 reps and then going straight into doing a set of tricep extensions. So there's no rest between your set of bicep curls and your set of tricep extensions. So you are pairing or supersetting those two particular exercises. So your rest would then generally occur after you finish your tricep extensions. Okay, so you go straight from your bicep curls into your tricep extensions, then you would take a rest And then you would complete a second or third or fourth set or whatever is um, programmed into your particular training program on that day. Okay, so a superset is a pairing of exercises where we do two or more sets of those exercises back to back with no rest. Okay, so let's um, now that we know what supersets are, let's look at how we can superset because there are quite a few different ways um, that we can actually factor supersets into our training program and different ways that we can pair exercises. So probably I think there would be two main ways that we can superset. I'm going to go through four different ways, but I'm going to start with the two ways that we probably most commonly see um, in programming and when we are training in the gym. So the first main way that we can superset 
is by pairing opposing muscle groups, so what we call an agonist and an antagonist. So an example here, as I gave you before, might be pairing your biceps and your triceps. Okay, so a biceps exercise and a triceps exercise, or you might perhaps pair a quadriceps exercise with a hamstring exercise. Okay, so they're examples of pairing opposing muscle groups. So those two muscle groups are going to be, um, I guess their their role is to have an opposite um, action compared to the other muscle there. So for example, your biceps are going to flex your arm, so flex the elbow, and your triceps are going to extend that arm and straighten that arm, okay? So as I explained um, in that particular, in my intro, if you're pairing your exercises, and you're doing biceps and triceps, you would complete one set of your bicep curls, for example, without and then without taking any rest, move straight into your first set of tricep extensions, okay? Your rest would then occur after your tricep extension. So once you've taken your required rest, you would then go back to the top and repeat for a second set. So do your set of bicep curls, then move straight into your tricep extensions without resting. If you're looking at, say, quads and hamstrings, as a superset, you might do a set of leg extensions for your quadriceps, and then you might move straight into a set of, say, laying leg curls for your hamstrings. So you'd rest after you've done your set of hamstring curls, and then you would go back and do a second set of leg extensions, followed by moving straight into a second set of leg curls, and you would then rest again. Okay, so there's a couple of examples there of how you could pair opposing muscle groups. Now, this particular approach can actually be quite beneficial as a time saver, okay, because we can move through a greater range of exercises. Perhaps we can also move through more volume as well without needing too much rest, and we can still perform at a reasonably high quality, sorry, we can still perform reasonably high quality sets because we've got one muscle group that is working and then that muscle group actually gets a chance to rest while your opposing muscle group um, is working. Okay, so it can be um, a really time efficient way of training, particularly if someone is short on time. Okay, so that's the first way we can superset is pair opposite or opposing muscle groups. Now, the second um, probably primary way that we tend to see supersets implemented is by pairing two exercises from the same muscle group. So if I use the quadriceps, for example, here, what we might do is actually pair some walking dumbbell lunges with some seated leg extensions. Okay, so if you're pairing these two exercises, you would do your set of walking dumbbell lunges and then you would move straight across to your seated leg extensions and you would do your set of leg extensions and then you would take your rest. Okay, so you take your required rest, then go back and do your walking lunges straight into another set of leg extensions. Um, An example here for your delts or your shoulders might be doing a set of dumbbell lateral raises and then moving straight into some alternating dumbbell front raises. Okay, so we're really biasing the same muscle group and really um, working to overload that same muscle group. So what we're obviously looking to do here or what pairing two of the same muscle groups does, it's going to create an additional stimulus. So it's a really good form of overload and a really great way to fatigue a muscle group if you are looking for that extra training stimulus. So one thing, however, that we do really need to keep in mind here is exercise complexity. So we really, I guess, need to be conscious of pairing a higher risk, say, compound exercise, such as a barbell back squat, 
um, straight into, say, some walking dumbbell lunges or pairing something like um, your conventional deadlifts with laying leg curls. And the reason for this is that your compound exercises are generally going to require a higher degree of stability. Um, They're going to be more complex in their execution. So we're going to require or they will demand a greater I guess, level of technique to be able to execute them safely. And they're also going to demand more from our central nervous system. So it's highly, depending on your goals, and I won't ever, I won't say never, but it's highly unlikely that we're going to be able to get the most out of, say, our back squat, our barbell back squat, or our deadlift, if we're pairing or supersetting those two compound lifts with supplementary exercises. So when it comes to compound lifts, and again, um, this is not exclusive and it's not a be all and end all, but in the majority of cases, I personally, and again, depending on the client's goals, would not be pairing a compound lift um, or supersetting a compound lift with another exercise. I would generally run those compound lifts as standalone exercises. Um, so I would have the hack squat in there or a you know a leg press perhaps, um, a what else am I looking at here? As I said, your deadlift, your RDL, I would generally run them as standalone exercises. Um, and then I would be looking to add supersets in for, I guess, lower risk exercises or more isolation exercises, such as your leg curl, your leg extension, your bicep curls, things like that. We're just working a single muscle group. They're probably more effective um, or easier to execute a really effective superset by reducing the complexity of the exercise. So just sort of keeping that in mind when you are pairing exercises or supersetting exercises, look at the exercise complexity, okay? Because we also want to make sure that we're not overly fatigued from supersetting an exercise before we get back under a barbell and try and squat, you know, whatever weight that you're trying to squat. So just take into consideration safety there as well. Now, the third way that we compare or superset exercises is by pairing an upper body exercise with a lower body exercise. So a really quick example here might be a goblet squat with a lat pull down. Um, You might also be able to pair, for example, a set of um, RDLs with a seated shoulder press, okay? Just depending on what you're, you're going to be focusing on in that session. Now, the benefit there of pairing upper and lower body exercises is it can also be a really good way to, um, I guess, train your cardiovascular system. So we're going to be getting our heart rate up a little bit more there as well. And again, coming back to that first point where we're training opposing muscle groups, um, it's going to be a very time efficient way of training for someone who does only have a limited amount of time to put into their training session. Okay, so supersetting an upper low upper body exercise with a lower body exercise um, is another great way to be moving through a session. Now, the last um, way of supersetting that I have here is to pair a strength exercise with a mobility exercise. And there's a few different ways we can do this, but some of the benefits of pairing your strength exercise with your mobility exercise is the mobility exercises are usually very active. Okay, So we're actively um, engaging different muscles. We're working through a specific range of movement. So it can actually prime us to have a better second and third and you know fourth set if you're doing it. Um, if your body is warming up and limbering up as you go, for someone who um, perhaps has some rehab exercises to do as well, they might make 
um, and if, you know, effective use of their rest period by putting in some of their rehab exercises. So they might be rehabbing, um, for example, their shoulder. So they might do a set of RDLs for their lower body because their lower body isn't impacted. Um, by their shoulder injury. And then in their rest break, they might actually put in some of their um, shoulder external rotation exercises or some shoulder rehab exercises. And then when they're ready to go again, they would go back and repeat another set of their RDLs. So pairing your mobility exercises with strength exercises, again, is another really good way to fill what would perhaps normally be a rest period between your sets um, and can be a great way if you're someone who never practices any mobility work, um, but you're often, you know, spending two or three minutes between a set, you might be wandering around the gym, um, you might be, God forbid, sitting there on your phone, um, putting in some mobility work into your rest periods is going to be very, very efficient. It's going to help tick that box on getting your mobility work in, and it's really not going to compromise your second and third set of that exercise by creating any additional fatigue. Okay. So they're the four main ways I think that we would be looking to superset um, exercises within a training program. So if I cover them again very quickly, the first way that we can superset is to pair opposing muscle groups. So an agonist and an antagonist. Quick example here, biceps and a triceps exercise. The second way we can look to superset would be pairing two exercises within the same muscle group. And the example I gave here was your walking dumbbell lunges straight into some seated leg extensions. And they're going to be obviously biasing and focusing on your quadriceps. The third way we can superset is to pair upper and lower body exercises together. And then the final way, as I just touched on, was to pair a set of your strength-based exercise like a squat with some mobility exercises like your hip mobility, hip cars, um, maybe some hip prying, things like that. Okay, so they're the four main ways that you can superset and which one you choose is going to be very much dependent upon your goals um, and also your needs within that training session. It's going to be dependent upon how much time you have uh, to dedicate to your training session. So it's really going to be Um, I guess something that you need to be sitting down with and talking to your coach about. So that way they can make sure that their program is, um, I guess, customized and most specific to you, to the time that you have, and also to your goals. Now, let's look at where we might generally see supersets within a training program. Now, how we use these, and as I said, where you place them in your training program is really going to be dependent upon not only your experience in the gym, but as I've said quite a few times, your specific training goals. Now, in most situations, and again, this is not a be all and end all, but in most situations, we're generally going to be seeing supersets programmed in towards the end of a training session. So there wouldn't be many situations where we'd be putting supersets in, you know, to the start of a program or the start of a training session, unless that person's perhaps very time poor, their goals um, might be to improve their cardiovascular fitness. We know supersetting can also be a great tool for hypertrophy, so growing muscle, Um, but we're also probably not going to be using them exclusively throughout an entire training session, okay? So generally, we're going to be seeing supersets thrown in or programmed in more towards the end of a training session. So, If I give you a bit of an example here, what we might do if I look at, say, a lower body training session, we may actually start that session with your compound exercises um, or your focus or key lifts. So for someone training lower body, this might be 
um, that they might be doing some trap bar deadlifts and then they might be moving into some perhaps B stance or barbell RDLs. Okay, so those exercises would be standalone. So they would complete all of their sets of their trap bar deadlifts, so their three or their four sets or whatever is programmed, they would rest adequately between each of those sets. Um, And then we would perhaps move into, say, barbell RDLs if that is the next particular focus of the session. They would complete all of their sets of barbell RDLs and they would rest between each of those sets. So those first two exercises would not be paired um, with any other exercise. So they would not be supersetted with any other exercise. And one particular um, advantage of this is going to be, it's going to allow that person to really focus on their strength um, in those first two exercises. And we also know that if we're going to be deadlifting or even, you know, to a certain extent performing a Romanian deadlift or an RDL, we're wanting to be relatively fresh in terms of the fact that we don't want our central nervous system overly fatigued. We want to be able to make sure that we are bracing properly. We're engaging everything that we need to um, because obviously the risk of of injury doing your deadlifts or your Romanian deadlifts is going to be a whole lot higher than doing something like a laying leg curl on a machine. Okay, so just keeping those things in mind. Um, Again, it's very much going to depend on someone's goals. Okay, but if someone has some Um, not just strength goals, but their goal is also hypertrophy because we know improving your strength will also um, contribute to a hypertrophic response, so growing muscle. So putting in those exercises, standalone exercises, and then adding in, if you need to, some supersets towards the end of the program can be really um, effective. So in terms of some advantages and disadvantages of supersets because there are both. Let me run through these now. So a few advantages of supersets. They are going to increase, I've said this a few times, but they are going to increase the efficiency of your training because you're reducing the rest intervals between each of those exercises. The only thing here, we need to make sure that you've got all the equipment or access to all the equipment that you need. Um, So sometimes supersetting to machined-based exercises, particularly if you're training in a peak time, you're not going to be looked upon too favorably by other gym goers. So just be conscious of what you're pairing. Be conscious of how busy the gym is. Um, who else Who else may want access to um, the particular equipment and machines that you're using and so forth? But as I said, they can be very good at allowing you to get through more volume in a shorter period of time. Um, Another advantage of supersets, your having reduced rest periods is going to increase the intensity of your training. Okay. So because we're performing more work in less time for anyone wanting to improve their cardiovascular fitness. And I, having said that, I'm always conscious of um, people turning a strength and weights training session into a circuit session, Um, but obviously pairing two exercises together, having less rest between those is going to bring our heart rate up. Okay, so it can increase the intensity of your training again, if that's specific to your goal, then go for it. Now, um, another advantage of supersets is that they are fantastic for bringing up a lagging body part or for building muscle. And the way they do this is they're offering additional stimulus and a higher level of fatigue if we're pairing uh, two exercises from the same muscle group. So if you notice that you might be struggling to um, 
bring up your delts. So your shoulders are lacking. What you might do, and I gave an example earlier on, is actually pair together two exercises for your delts or for your shoulders. So you might do some seated or standing dumbbell lateral raises. And then, for example, you might go straight into a plate or barbell or dumbbell front raises. Okay, so you're getting no rest between working your um, lateral raises and going straight into your front raises. Okay, so that higher level of fatigue, that additional stimulus can be um, fantastic just for encouraging that um, hypertrophic response, so building muscle. Now, as I've said, supersets aren't always going to be suitable for everyone depending on their goals. So let's just look at a couple of um, situations where supersets might be a slight disadvantage. So in some scenarios, an increase in your intensity can actually lead to a drop in performance and compromised technique. Now, I did say this before where we need to be conscious of pairing a compound exercise, particularly if our goal is to improve our strength. So we have to be careful pairing a compound exercise um, with another exercise of the same muscle group. So you, if you're training regularly, you're going to know how this feels. But if you're going from a set of, say, uh, let's say six to eight or eight to ten reps in a barbell back squat – and then going straight across into some walking dumbbell lunges, you know that your second set of back squats with that barbell is going to be compromised and your performance is unlikely to be as good in that second set as it was in your first set, okay? Because we're creating an additional stimulus and fatigue by throwing in those um, walking dumbbell lunges in between your sets of back squats, okay? So depending on your goal, um, if your goal is to improve your strength, then we kind of need to be resting between your sets of back squats if you're wanting to maximize your performance in that particular area. Okay, so that's one disadvantage of supersets and why I do say be conscious of where you actually factor them into your program and be mindful of which exercises you are actually pairing together. Now, another disadvantage here is it can be difficult sometimes to juggle different weights for different exercises. Um, And as I've said, monopolizing you know, several pieces of equipment in a busy gym may lead you to being just a little bit unpopular at that particular time. So again, just be conscious of which exercises you're pairing together, um, how many pieces of equipment you are taking up, and just be, I guess, aware that there are other people in that gym as well, potentially wanting to use um, a similar piece of equipment. And one more disadvantage here for supersets, as good as they are for hypertrophy, because I said they can be very, very good for bringing up a lagging muscle group, and they can also be great for um, fat loss, because again, they're going to be increasing our training intensity, bringing our heart rate up a little bit more. They're not the most ideal way to build strength, okay? And again, if we're training in a way that is encouraging an increased level of fatigue, then that's going to compromise our performance when we're wanting to be lifting more, okay, or building our strength around a certain exercise, be that a squat or a hack squat or a leg press or a, you know, bench press if you're supersetting a bench press with push-ups. Going into your second and third sets, fatigued from putting in another exercise in between. Um, Again, it's just going to be a surefire way to see your performance decrease across that session. So again, just be aware of what your goals might be. And then once you have your goals in place, you can then look at 
A, what type of superset is going to be most beneficial to put into that session and also where you would factor it in. Um, So just a few things to keep in mind there. So again, very general information. um, And the biggest thing that you've got to take into consideration is what you are wanting to get out of that particular session. Okay, so guys, I hope you found that helpful. Um, If you have any questions, please feel free to drop me a DM. You can reach out to me at Gemily underscore xfiz. You can also drop me an email if needed, themovementlink at gmail.com. But otherwise, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you can share it to your story. Otherwise, have a wonderful week. I know we're halfway through this week already. This episode is going to be up in the next half an hour. It is about 9 a.m. now, um, so I promise I'll get that up. Have a great week. Put your earbuds in, keep moving, and I'll be back with another episode soon. Mm -hmm.